This episode of the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast is brought to you by Patreon and the Gentleman Scofflaw merchandise page. Go to gentlemanscofflaw.com. In the menu, click the support or shop links to help support the show. You are listening to the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast. Listener beware. Rise and shine, the liquor store is open I ain't got time for moping I best be on my way Well, I still got time to save my reputation Time to go day drinking in this dirty little town Good afternoon, everybody Welcome to the Gentleman's Scofflaw Podcast The podcast for the rebel and the renaissance man I'm your host, Jordan Crowder Co-hosting with me as per usual, is the Don, Donovan Fowler. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good Father's Day. Uh, good. good Father's Day weekend coming up. Um, yep. Going to grill some steaks. Yeah, grill some steaks. For my, for my dad. Um, let's get started with a little bit of housekeeping. Continuing with our theme of Junk Whiskey June. What what uh, whiskey do we have today, Donovan? Today we're tackling the Irish and we're going Jameson. The Irish. Because the Irish whiskey is, uh, you know, the the old country is where it originally <laughs> comes from. Uh, no, uh, but uh, sorry, Colin Farrell just walked through the room and, and hijacked <laughs> my microphone. Anyways, uh, Jameson, yeah, most famous Irish whiskey, or at least I, I would say, yeah, it's well known and it's, it's probably top seller Irish whiskey. And we were going through it and I was like, well, you know, Daniels is a Tennessee whiskey, uh, Jim Beam's bourbon. Why don't we break into Irish and then we'll finish it off with uh, maybe some scotch. But yes, today we're doing Irish. I've got my mini bottle of Jameson because, as you know, I don't really particularly prefer Jameson. It's not my favorite Irish whiskey. Yeah. Uh Gives me a bad hangover, and I just don't. I'm not a huge fan of the taste. I thought so I got that the mini you, bottle. I this feel time. so bad. I think I bought you some as a gift you once. You did, but that was before. That was before I knew I didn't <laughs> like it. Although I will say, the one thing about Jameson that I always associate it with is like extreme events. Because, uh, like I, uh, when I climbed uh, Mount uh, Baldy, uh, they had a bottle of Jameson at the top waiting for us, and uh, I had it. <laughs> I was on the carnivore diet at the time. I didn't have a lot of carbs in my system. Yeah. And I was already a little loopy. Oh, Once no. I took a few swigs of that Jameson, let's just say the the descent from the mountain was uh was a lot of fun. And then uh, <laughs> a little wild uh, St. Patrick's Day, the go ruck that we did, uh yeah. we found the Jameson uh in the bush, right? Yeah. So the scavenger uh, yeah. hunt. Yeah, and we 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 had a good uh we had a good drink. So Jameson isn't bad. I just I've never held it in very high esteem. Even though it is, uh, well, we'll get into the, the the finer points of it in just a second. But I'm going to yeah. go ahead and pour myself, pour myself a drink. I already here. poured myself some into my uh, Glen Carn glass, which I know is the wrong it's, it's, the wrong country. But uh, dude, you these can use little Glen bottles, Carn these little bottles don't really hold a whole lot. I feel like uh, I want to walk into a distillery and see them like bottling the little tiny ones and yeah. like see Peter Dinklage is the, is the <laughs> one who's bottling the, the tiny bottles. Oh. Okay, here we go. He, that guy's an, an award-nominated actor. He sure is. <laughs> I saw him once live uh, on uh, Larchmont Boulevard and he oh, was holding wow. a baby. It was like it was a uh, interesting experience. Uh, he, yeah, he's a good guy. I like him. Yeah, just you know, he's 
He's a he's a wee little man. <laughs> wee right. little man. For people listening, we're taking a pause to kind of get some of the notes here. Like I said, I'm totally unrefined, so I'm just going to say that uh, initially, what I'm getting, I don't know. I've heard like grass is a is a is a is sort of a note that you get off of Irish whiskey. And yeah, uh, when I say bit. grass, I mean like the kind that you cut in your front yard. What's yeah, that? I get that, like a little bit of almost like hay or something. Yeah, yeah, like a little bit of like, uh, you know, like rhubarb. I guess Irish barley is, is what it is. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, heavy alcohol kind of. I, I feel like Jameson is always very, very harsh. It's got a nice yeah. bite to it. Let's, let's see. Let's, let's dive in here. our listeners to listen to us tasting whiskey, which is probably better than John chewing popcorn. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh God. Those were dark days. Um, <laughs> the troubles is what we call that. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I don't know. I've always heard, I, I'm going to go off of what I've heard because I, I honestly, I'm getting some sweetness out of this. Yeah. It's like, it's not as it's not as harsh as I as, as I typically associate with Jameson, but people always talk about with Irish whiskey, a little bit of butter biscuit kind oh, of flavor yeah. in there. I'm not and there that. is, I think I, I I think I get a little bit of that. I mean, a little um, bit of um, maybe like eucalyptus, maybe like some. Let me see. Wait, are you mint? chewing gum? What? Are you chewing gum? No. Jeez Louise. Oh my gosh. You are like the worst sommelier. Like <laughs> who could possibly like worst whiskey sommelier. Last week you had ice in the glass. It was a it was this a palate cleanser. I need some um, I need to clean my palate. Yeah, well, you know, why don't you brush your teeth again before you take another swig? Yum. So th- this immediately discounts Jordan's hey, review. Everybody James, you way. like it how you like it. That's how it goes, right? With whiskey. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to say the whole butter biscuit thing holds up, and um, I don't know, it's fine. Yeah. I, I feel like Jameson. It's it's like what 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 are we what are we on? A, is it out of five uh, Glen or Glen Corn glasses? <laughs> I don't know. We've changed it up a few times. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think way, it's I'm out of say five. Yeah. Just, uh, let's just say this is an average whiskey. It kind of lives up to its name as a bottom shelf sort of average, uh, you know, whiskey, even though I'm sure Jameson has put a lot of work into it. And obviously I'm a fairly unrefined person. <laughs> Fun fact, it actually comes from my uh, family's county in Ireland, County Cork. Oh, really? Which also Murphy's. The old uh, Irish stout that oh, yeah. I prefer also comes from County Cork, but it didn't start there. Apparently, it was originally a Dublin whiskey. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, since since its inception, obviously, we're drinking the triple distilled, you know, standard Irish whiskey. There's a bunch of different variations. I've heard the Black Barrel is basically the bourbon man's Irish whiskey oh. um, because I think it. I think that they uh, do the charred oak barrels with that, and then. They also have a, you'll be interested in this, actually. They have a uh, cold brew. Really? Uh, they have a cold brew cask mates, I think, out. Because they did stout, which honestly, I wasn't like, I didn't really see why they even had to go there. To me, that's sort of like, you know, yeah. apple flavor. <laughs> like, it's sort of like the flavored whiskey. Then they did IPA, and I was like, okay, really? Like, why did you have to? <laughs> 
like like I haven't even tried that one. Like I no. can't imagine that's going to be very good. No, and then uh, cold brew, which I actually picked up a mini bottle of because oh. I thought, hey, why the hell? Yeah, yeah we're going to try that out. Um, yeah, I'd say it's definitely harsh. It's kind of like what, like the Jim Beam version of Irish whiskey is what I would call if what Jim Beam is to bourbon as yeah. what James, James, Jameson is to Irish whiskey, but yeah. it's all right. It'll do. It'll do. Here's, here's to, here's to Mr. John Jameson. Here's to Mr. John Jameson. Hey, later on on the show, forgot to mention this earlier, we're going to have uh John Lear on comedian, writer, um, you know, actor. He's been on before. Mm. You may know him as the Geico Caveman. Um, really good guy, yeah. He's a good guy. Uh, he's got a great new podcast called Generation Gab, which uh, we thought would be apropos for Father's Day because uh, he's the podcast is him trying to, as a Gen Xer, trying to figure out the millennial generation. Um, speaking of that generation gap, good luck. Does, does your does your dad have any like weird stuff that he does that's kind of like I don't know, like from his generation, like a boomer, like yeah, a boomer, thing. like a boomer thing that you don't do or that like seems odd. Uh, I mean, I would say I've already talked about this to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad uh, is a Miami Vice fan, like <laughs> the original Miami Vice from the eighties. Yeah, and like when we uh, like sit down to watch like something, he'll like he'll throw out Miami vice. <laughs> so it's always like, and my little brother who I, admittedly, I actually enjoy watching the old series with him. I, yeah. I, I like it, but my little brother last night, uh, he, my little brother made the classic mistake of, of not like caring what we were going to watch. Oh no. And uh, my dad immediately was like, uh, how about Miami vice? And then my <laughs> little brother, like, like super, but, um, <laughs> Which my little brother's just on the tail end of uh, the the millennial generation. So he uh, said, like, there's that. Uh, By the way, I ended up uh, coming to a uh, peaceable agreement by suggesting the 2006, I think, Miami Vice reboot. (laughs) Oh, no. Which actually, the worst of I, both worlds. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I we were watching it last night. Yeah. On, admittedly, it's not the best. Like, yeah. it, it's basically like, what if Heat and Collateral had a baby? But um, <laughs> and and it was a, extremely mediocre. But uh, so there's that. And then um, I would also say like my dad is not one to like overly like. I feel like a lot of our generation, or at least speaking for myself, like I'm very. I try to be very social with like service staff yeah. and stuff or like, you know, workers. Like if like a, if a maintenance guy comes over to like my house, like, yeah. I, like I'm like, like I want to be his best friend basically. Yeah. Uh, but my dad is very like business like with people like that, which I think is actually an admirable quality. I think it's, it's good. I, I think it's good to not like force uh, like a, f- a super friendly attitude I wonder if on that's somebody. More like a personality thing as opposed to a generational thing. Because my dad's the opposite of that. <laughs> like he'll talk to anybody and everybody. Sometimes you'll split yeah. in a supermarket and you'll come by and he's talking to someone about something. And there like, is that great joke that that yeah. I mentioned this last week actually, but the the series of commercials now that they're doing where it's like uh, the life coach to help you not become your parents or something. Yeah. Like there's comedian and he's like a life coach who once people are become homeowners, they start becoming their parents. Yeah. And one of 
jokes is, is that like, uh, I stand for the sake. Whoops, yeah. This is the first the time you've... And he's like, now remember, you're not friends with him. You hired him. <laughs> <laughs> he got, you got, uh, held up there for a sec but then it caught up this is the first time oh, it's happened in a, in a few weeks um i know it's a little like weird isn't it weird. isn't it i i feel like i'm hardlined in everything tell your tell your brothers maybe. to get off playing video games so we, we can record a podcast yeah those gamers no. um uh, those damn uh, millennial <laughs> kids my dad i don't know if this is a generational thing or a weird thing that he does he hoards koozies like Everything in his car has to have a koozie, whether it's a cup or a can that comes into the car. And then he's Every got him. Every beer that he takes into yeah. the car has to have <laughs> yeah. a koozie. And like he's got him around the desk. He's got him like, uh, you know, with, by on the on the counter. He's got him in the car, stuffed in the doors. And like he just uh, he just uh, grab, you know, collects them whenever there there's a giveaway or something. I'm gonna give him a call right now. He doesn't know gonna know we're gonna do this, but I'm gonna find out. Out, I'm gonna ask him how many koozies he's got right now, um, just to like get a <laughs> get a toll. How here. many koozies? Do- we now return to how many koozies does he have? All right, I'm calling him here. Let's see what's going on. I wonder if he's gonna answer. Ring. Ring, ring. He doesn't care about you, Jordan. Just accept it. He doesn't. Hello. Hey, hey, Dad. I had a quick question for you. Um, to your best of your ability, um, if you could answer it, how many koozies do you have right now in the car or at the house? I feel I'm being set up because I thought I heard uh, Donovan's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got uh, your live. Uh, hey, handle. Mr. Crowder, how are you? <laughs> how are you? Okay. Yeah, you know you're... what? I'm down some koozies. Let me see. I'm in Texas, as you know, so things are pretty hot. Uh, yeah. Four. Four. I'm down to four. I had many more. My collection was pretty nice. pretty stellar for a while. But... How, how high did you get on the number of, of koozies? <laughs> It depends on who was giving uh, away free koozies at the time, you know? Oh. <laughs> and I had quite a collection. It was like you and Pog. That's it rivaled Pog. That's yeah, a wise man right there. I did have a lot of Pogs. Well, we just wanted to call you Pogs. and trump you on uh, on our Father's Day weekend episode. But uh, we'll just want to say happy Father's Day and we'll call you well, over the weekend. You Glad to be the brunt of your... Of your mockery. And we have some gentlemen's scofflaw <laughs> koozies that we got to still send your way. So we'll send oh, well, we'll Of course. Send some. <laughs> of course I need one of those. You're just, you're just enabling in his today. problem. Yeah. One for every cup holder in the car. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Love you. Talk to you later. Love you too. Bye-bye. So That's, he's, even, you know, even bringing up pogs is a perfect example of like a know, generational, like sort of like yeah, gap. Thing. Like, gap. like uh, how long ago were pogs? Yeah. Come I, on. I, I saw, I saw a meme online that said, uh, backgammon is just adult pogs. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> this is. <laughs> so maybe, 
Maybe Very that's apropos. true. Maybe it's a generation gap, <laughs> generation gap uh, thing. Speaking uh, of our guests, although let's be honest, I mean, backgammon is more enduring than pogs. Yeah. Um, Donovan, speaking of yeah. uh, of koozies and and drinks you get from the drive through, what's that story there you got there in the show notes? Oh yeah. Well, anyways, uh, that's I was what we just call it a segue. <laughs> I mean. The most benign story I could find in the news these days, because everything obviously has to be like polar op, you know, like polarizing. Um, and who knows? Maybe this will piss off the Burger King uh, peeps and the Wendy's fans. But ultimately, uh, sadly, uh, McDonald's is downsizing their menu. Oh, no. And uh, I'm, I know you'll be very, very sad to hear that they will not be bringing back salads or yogurt parfaits no. anytime in the near future. No! Yeah. Oh, geez. That's too bad. Yeah, so it's interesting, who goes though, to McDonald's for a salad? What's that? I know, exactly. Well, mm. and I think there was even a study done, like, uh, a few years ago where they were like um, – the McDonald's salad is like the unhealthiest thing on the menu because they <laughs> just pack it full of so much stuff. Like you yeah. really have to strip the salad down to get it to a place of where it's it actually like be most healthy. salad is just a vehicle for whatever you top it with. And that's where the healthy stuff comes from. Right. Like it depends on. Typically. I mean, like especially if it's, it's McDonald's, it's like iceberg lettuce and then like just a bunch of dressing yeah. and then like and just a bunch bacon. of like dressing yeah <laughs> awesome. yeah 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 let's just throw like let's just throw some i mean i guess it's better than pouring it on top of just pieces of bread and eating it that way but yeah. still um <laughs> i mean i'm sure once they hear that they'll be like wait have we tried that um but yeah so uh i actually think that this is a good idea um, yeah. I know this is not like something that people have been uh, arguing over or anything, but I've always said that In-N-Out and Chipotle, the reason that they're and Chick-fil-A to a certain degree, uh, although they've been kind of messing around with stuff recently. But when you simplify the menu to just be kind of the basics, yeah. it I think is a more enjoyable experience because yeah. you kind of just you you know. First of all, it's like quality over quantity. Yeah. I mean, when chicken, when like freaking uh, uh, McDonald's started trying to do chicken wings and stuff like that, it's like, or when like Burger King has tacos on their menu, you're just like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I can't. But, uh, but with a simplified menu, you just know it's probably, you know, you know what you have tried and you know what's going to be good when I go to in and out I know a double double is going to be good and yeah. if I want to switch it up I can do that but um is there anything but at yeah Mc- to me I think this is a good move is there anything at McDonald's that they've gotten rid of in the past that you wish they still had for me it was the um the McArch Deluxe I don't know if you remember that burger but that was a burger in the yeah. 90s that was my like that was my like entry into a uh, ordering stuff that wasn't like uh you know like kids kids burgers and then yeah um, right that was the, always exciting when you could get like yeah. the quarter pounder or something like that yeah and then i also liked they had this thing i don't know if this was just a canadian mcdonald's thing because different regions have their own thing they had Freaking chicken fajitas for the longest time uh i could see that actually in some instances yeah the one thing that i remember like mcdonald's trying to do was they tried to get in on the angus like Angus beef craze. Those are pretty good and, though. When uh, I ordered them. I don't know, man. I think I tried one and I was just like, this is just overkill. <laughs> like <laughs> just over. if I really like, I, I, and I, I don't know if it all made 
fiscal sense at the end of the day, but I'm not running <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, okay, so if, if there was one thing that I would bring back to McDonald's, I'm trying to think. Um, obviously, I was always jazzed about the McRib, but they bring that back every year. Like, it's like a seasonal thing. And then I would say, I don't know about McDonald's, but I do remember at, I went to a Burger King and I think it was Minnesota uh, yeah. at some point on a football trip and I got a sourdough uh, Whopper. Oh yeah. And that thing was pretty damn good. I remember actually really, really like liking the sourdough Whopper hmm. at that Burger Interesting. King and I couldn't find it other places. I tell you though, the Whopper is a good, is a good sandwich. You don't like most people don't think of it. And then I ordered one cause we got like some coupons at the house. It was like two for yeah. I love when people call burgers sandwiches. <laughs> like I, I never, I can never, I, I know it's a thing, but I've never called it a sandwich. Question is a hot dog a sandwich. Let's not, but let's, uh, you know what? We have enough political turmoil <laughs> in our country right now, Jordan. That I don't think we need to have this conversation on air. Um, My dad just no, said, you were saying this. He's, this is the koozie he's rocking right now. The man, the myth, the oh, legend. That's awesome. Well, I mean, <laughs> Father's Day, come on. Yeah. That's an awesome koozie to rock. <laughs> um, but you were saying the Whopper. What What about the the, the Whopper is a good sandwich? Yeah, it's a good it's, burger. It's a good, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a good burger. Like, I, I like yeah. out of the fast food burgers, like, I think it's one of my favorites. Just kind of like, you know, just grab it as is. No, like, you don't, no modifications or anything. I'm, yeah. I'm a big yeah. fan of the quarter pounder. And yeah, I that's think a good one too. after they, after they did like, I've never been like the biggest fan of the big Mac. Uh, I I've had it a couple of times, but I don't do it often. But uh, McDonald's has been a go-to for me because their fries are just so yeah, damn good. A, that's the what's fries, keeping them alive is those fries. Yeah. The fries are really the specialized thing about McDonald's, but I will say their, their quarter breakfast pounder, sandwiches they did too. something. Oh, that's the other thing about McDonald's is they stripped away the, uh, they stripped away the um, all day breakfast because of COVID. No, no. Yeah. So you can. Yeah, I know that. I, I Jordan, come back to me. Come back to me. Um, oh. No, but uh, yeah, they they took away the all day breakfast, which I know maybe that's why people are rioting. Yeah, um, maybe you want to start a riot. Take away all day breakfast anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I do like the quarter pounder. They redid it recently. Their shakes are actually decent to me. Um, yeah, their shakes are pretty good. That's how they got I started. Chocolate shakes. shakes. Yeah. But and living in LA, honestly, uh, having In and Out Burger, and I know this is sort of something people in LA uh, argue over. I'm not going to say In and Out Burger is the best burger on the market, but for the price and for what it is, which is a good burger for yeah. like what? Like you can get a double double for like five bucks. Yeah, everything. Um, it's it's a damn. I mean, it's a really good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I like In and Out. It's a it's a friendly place. It's always clean. Uh, you you know that you're going to get good food there. Yeah. So I I haven't really. I've kind of stopped going other places unless yeah. I really want to switch it up. Yeah, Just I'm so like boring. that way too. In Texas, I go to to Whataburger whenever it's there because that's I can only. Yeah, I had there. Whataburger in phoenix and i actually liked it but yeah. what so being a texan what what do you like wh what I, do you find between i get their and patty melt i like their patty melt like their specialized burgers are what i like they've got and they got spicy ketchup which i like too the spicy ketchup is good their shakes yeah. are good too 
Yeah. I actually like their shakes. They do a malt but when milkshake I, too. Chocolate malt shake. Well, oh yeah, that's true. When I did the back to back comparison though, like when I, I, I think I did like Whataburger for lunch and in and out for, for dinner in Phoenix. And uh, I found the in and out one out as far as the burger is oh, concerned. You. Shut up. Shut up. Sorry. You Sorry. know what happens though okay. with any of these places that you go to? Um, sometimes uh, the aftermath is not as pleasant as the experience, which brings us to our segment. <laughs> you are the king of segues today. Look at you. Sir Crowder's restroom review of the week. Oh, dear. All right. We haven't done this segment in a while. You know, yeah, it's been because, a while. Because I haven't been I, able I to go that, anywhere. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing, though. I haven't been able to go anywhere to to use a public restroom to review, which makes it hard with a pandemic. Um, but uh, I got a special one this week, and uh, I'm, I'm going to read it, and uh, we'll talk about it. Um, cool. All right. This morning, I sat relaxed in the comfort of my home commode. There's a sense of being that can only come from relieving oneself on one's home turf. The soft sounds of the waterfalls on the Alexa, the essential oils diffusing, making a sacred toilet cathedral. But when all is said and done, I return to reality. And I remember it's the time for the awful cleanup. I ponder to myself... If I got peanut butter on my hands, would I really just wipe it off with a paper towel? But then I looked down, looked down on my right, and I remember the new addition to my brown central command station. How could I forget the tushy bidet that I acquired? But I have to wonder, do I really want to commit to the bidet lifestyle? I mean, what if I don't like it? Or worse, what if I like it too much? So I muster up the courage, lay out a sigh, then turn the bum wash on timidly. Suddenly, a quick moment of shock shoots up as I let out a high-pitched noise. But then the shock turns into comfort and relaxation as the tushy bidet gently takes care of my posterior. Then it's all over just a little too soon, but I can go forth confidently knowing that today forward, my butthole will be forever, will forever be the cleanest it has ever been. Good riddance, Dingleberries. Hello, self-confidence. Five stars for this transcendent <laughs> restroom experience. <laughs> I like how you started to break at the very end there. <laughs> like, it was all night, it was all the night before Christmas. <laughs> Until then, like mm. like the, the the poetics of the whole thing were just well, I, uh, stunning. I take but, I take these reviews very seriously, Donovan. Um, of but, course, but and the bidet. We have, thank our friends over yeah. at uh, what what's the name of the company again? <laughs> Tushy bidets. <laughs> what's the name? Yeah, Tushy bidets. Um, courtesy of Tushy bidets, which uh, they actually are offering to our listeners right now, ten uh, percent off if you go to the link. Uh, HelloTushy.com slash GentScofflaw. You can get your own uh, transcendent, transcendental, I meant to say transcendental restroom experience. Um, have you ever that, used one? Uh, first, let me just say to Tushy Benet's, uh, don't be offended. I forget my best friend's names all the time, <laughs> uh, especially after I've been drinking heavily. So, uh, you know, please uh, no. do not leave us. 
But uh, I have never actually used a bidet. I uh, I looked at one suspiciously uh, when I was in uh, Europe at my hotel. I was yeah. like, mm, I don't really know if I know how to use this, <laughs> and I might uh, hurt myself trying. Oh no! <laughs> so how do you hurt yourself? Uh, you just oh, I don't turn know. on the well, pressure too the high. Thing. The uh, the in Europe, it's like a different thing especially the classic ones yeah it's like a separate it's like a whole different yeah it's like a separate it looks like a little sink next to the toilet yeah, and i was like i don't really over. know how this yeah how this works um and uh i i wasn't about to google it so <laughs> anyways i've not tried one but i've heard many people across the podcast verse talk about this um yeah. so uh yeah it sounds like it's a great product they work they work really well like the first time i ever used one was my friend zach who you know we've had on and we've talked yep. about probably his bidet on the show that's i stayed at his house for a month almost and uh and i used and he had one and i used it and i was like this is just a better way of doing things at that time though he had that oprah money the seat my the, oh, the yeah, tushy one doesn't ho- heat the seat, but they do have a heated version if you have access to your yeah, water heater right. uh, system. Um, okay, uh, in the ba- not all every not every bathroom is set up to where you can do that, but it is an option. But yeah, I just remember he had that Oprah money, and I and bidets were like it seemed like such an extra thing, and that it was an expensive I mean, one that he had. I was like, there's no way I'll ever have my own bidet. You know, you know how that's like when somebody's flexing on you in a very special way in the sense of like you have to be so intimate with them that you end up using their bathroom that, you know, like, oh, man, they got that Oprah money. They got that Oprah (laughs) money going on. Oh, but um, but yeah. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's 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 very, very interesting. I mean, who knows? This could uh in the toilet paper shortage. It's true. Well, during a pandemic, it's perfect because you don't need toilet paper. You do. I would say that you need it, but what you do is you just pat dry when you're done with toilet paper. You don't use as much, which let's be honest. You can just use newspaper. You can, you could use any sort of, you could use an old t-shirt if you want. Speaking of t-shirts, they sent me this t-shirt, which I'm going to give away (laughs) to one of you. Um, it's a medium. So God, what, what does it say? Oh no! You can read it, Donovan. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you'll let me just say this: you'll be you'll you'll be you'll be right at home wearing that in Venice, California. Exactly. Um, yeah. um it says, "Ask me about my butthole," and you will throw it in with uh, a bu- uh, some gent scofflaw merch. <laughs> You'll throw it in with a butthole. <laughs> with a butthole, just a butthole. Is that what you were about to say? <laughs> yeah, just a butthole. <laughs> um, we'll but yeah, butthole. So, if you're interested in that, go to our Instagram, find out how you could enter in the giveaway. Um, it's time for us to take a quick break, and we'll be back with John Lear of Generation yeah. Gab. Hello, gentlemen, Scofflaws. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener of the show. And your feedback and support is really what keeps us going. It means a lot to us. So sincerely, thank you again. Now, if you're a fan of the show and you want to take your support to the next level, why not support the show on Patreon? We offer all sorts of extras on there like outtakes, extended interviews, a bonus movie podcast, and behind-the-scenes content. Better yet, we have options that start as little as a dollar a month. You pay more for that at a 
a parking meter to go in and grab a cup of coffee at Starbucks. See what I did there? If you're interested in helping support the show, please check out patreon.com slash gentscofflaw or click the support link on the website. Again, that's patreon.com slash gentscofflaw. We look forward to having you as part of our team. All right, Donovan, um, we're excited to have this guest. Uh, he's been on before, early on on the Gentleman's Golf Law podcast. Um, Sir. You've seen him in tons of things. You might know him um, as the Geico Caveman. I know him uh, as either Conrad or Butler for Conrad and Butler Take a v- Vacation, old Noah Bombach short film. Uh, John Lear, thanks for coming back on. Uh, thanks for having me, you guys. Good to be back. <laughs> yeah, Great. thank you, man. Um, how, how are you doing right now? I'm good. Yeah. I've got my pandemic beard going. Yeah, we I've all got, do. No, I haven't had a haircut. Uh, yeah, it's, I, you know, it's so funny because everybody's like, how are you doing? You know, and no. we're all, all asking each other how we're doing. It's like, what is the answer to that question? I, I don't really know. I, and that's what I, so that's where I fall back on. I'm just like, I don't really know how I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems fine, yeah. Uh, but then you know, tens of thousands of people are dying. So I, you know, it's I don't know what to think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a weird time, and it's like ooh. if you leave the house and you don't, it, you you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. It's like you're drawing a line in the sand of some sorts. <laughs> it's kind well, of weird. I'm not, in, I'm not in L.A. where it's you know hippie haven, so everybody's yeah. you know it's the you know it's. It's the lefty dream, the lefty bubble. So yeah. everybody's got mass on. Although some are starting not. There's fewer and fewer. I, I'm in a real like hippy dippy neighborhood in LA and and I've noticed some non-mask wearing. But in the valley, no masks. Yeah. The valley yeah. it's like it's a free-for-all out there. Yeah, and Glendale. <laughs> I I I I took a ride up the street the other day and there was just a whole soccer game going on. Jerseys and everything, no mask, coaches. Like it's, uh, I guess, yeah, it's really strange. I hope we're going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, that's the motto is I I think for 2020, it should, if there's a presidential candidate who wants to jump in the race, I think their motto should be, I hope we're going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) You could probably run on that slogan. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I wanted to talk. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. With the Zoom call, it's, there's always weird delays. So I, I'm sorry if I stepped on you there. No, no, no worries. I. It's so funny, the whole Zoom thing. Like I had a Zoom. We were just talking about this off yeah. the air. I had a Zoom meeting uh, right before you guys. And, and so I was trying to set up. And you, we're doing it uh, this through Skype. So I tried yeah. to set up my Skype while I was still on the Zoom meeting. But they they could hear you and me. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. It's just like it, this whole modern way of like communicating now. Yeah. Peanut butter and the chocolate and chocolate and the peanut butter kind of thing. <laughs> I've got a FaceTime call. I've got a Zoom call yeah. and a Skype call. And I'm juggling back and forth. I like how every single though Zoom or Skype FaceTime call starts with, can you hear me now? No. Ah, oh, crap. What am I yeah. going to uh, can you get me now? It's like every time nobody's figured it out. And there's been thousands of these calls now. I know. And especially if you're over 60, forget about it. It's yeah. just, it's just a shit show. Then I like, uh, <laughs> yeah. our Passover dinner, you know, with all the family all across the country. And mm. it was, I was dying. <laughs> I, anybody over 60 just couldn't, it just wasn't going to happen. And, 
what was funny was the people who were younger, who were my age and younger, would get so mad <laughs> at the older <laughs> for not figuring it out. Yeah. Oh, man. Mom, mom, you click on gallery view. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect segue into uh, your new podcast, what you're doing right now. Talk, uh, you know, oh, yeah. Generation Gab, which is hilarious <laughs> if uh, for our listeners that haven't checked it out. I'd love to talk a little, a little bit about like that and how how you started that, why you wanted to get that started and how that became to be. Well, I've initially I felt, of course, that there weren't enough podcasts out there. There's <laughs> more podcasts because that market's nowhere near saturated. Uh, no, I you know, my um, my. A friend, uh, Chase O'Donnell, who's a stand-up comedian, and she's in her 20s, and uh, I had uh, tried to cast her in a pilot that we had um, that didn't go didn't go forward uh, with Eva Longoria, and uh, but but we I played a part in it too, and we improvised together, and I just loved working with her, and then we brought her in on another pilot that also didn't go, not her fault, our fault, but. I just I really liked the way we worked together. And I was like I and I so I called her up and I was like, hey, this may seem weird, but would you be interested in doing a podcast with me? And she said, yeah. And um, we just kept talking about how different our age. You know, I'm 54. She's 20 something uh, below 25. So we were talking trying to talk about how, you know, to do something without it seeming creepy and uh, and we just kept falling back on the idea of the difference be- and similarities between our generation. So the podcast slowly kind of morphed into that. And now we talk about the difference between millennial and Gen X and other generations. But, um, you know, we've had conversations about liquid paper. She had no idea what liquid paper was. You know, I was like, you don't understand liquid paper transformed the world. Uh, I remember that. Oh, man. I mean, when liquid paper came out, it was just like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> just changed everything. Now, did, um, did you use that on the typewriter or do you just use it on, uh, on the, uh, you know, handwriting? Because I use it on handwriting, but both, both and I also huffed it, you know, as a recovering drug. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was that. (laughs) We talk about that kind of stuff, or we talked about, um, well, you know, in LA, it's such a big city. The maps used to be this thing called the Thomas Guide. Did you remember? Well, I my dad had them when, like, right before smartphones, and my family moved to Dallas. We got one of those big. It's like a spiral bound map book with legend in the back and stuff. Yeah, it was no. like this thick book because you couldn't have a map of LA. No, and and so you'd have these thick bound books, and then you'd look it up in the index in the back, and then you'd find the grid, and then you'd no. find the thing, and then you'd have to find out where you were and how to get to that grid. And it was, and I was telling Chase about it on one of our episodes. She was just like, how did you guys get anything done? And I have no clue. You know what I mean? And then yeah, Matt, no cell phones either. Cell oh. No cell phones. Like we were using pay phones. And, and then MapQuest came out. I remember oh, yeah. when MapQuest and that changed everything, man. Yeah. It was just like, 
you know, going to auditions, you would get a map quest and you'd print it out. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> How many trees were killed by map quest? That's, that's, a, that's a death count that I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're killing each other by just smashing into each other while looking at yeah. our, yeah. Yeah, exactly. our phones. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I that, I listen to a bunch of episodes, and it's a really fun uh, really fun podcast. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I – because I'm technically a millennial – but I'm on the older edge of it. Dom yeah. is a little bit younger, but so it, it's kind of a weird because, like, I don't know. Like, when sometimes when people are talking about millennials, sometimes they actually mean like Gen Z and not millennials, yes. and it's kind of a weird. Yeah. It depends, you know. I mean, we kind of approach it from the, you know, the whole reason they divide us up is, you know, to sell us shampoo, <laughs> you know, and you know, it's all advertising. Yeah. So we kind of fall back on that. So yeah, I'm in the same position. I'm a Gen Xer, but I'm an old Gen Xer. I'm just on the uh, right there on the cusp because yeah. I was born in '65, and that's right when Gen X starts. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah my so dad's still considered a baby boomer, even though he's only five years older. So it, it's yeah, but he did. He wasn't into like Nirvana and all that stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're all just human beings, yeah. but but it's fun to break it apart too, and just yeah. look at it that way. Definitely. You know, we all find it fascinating. Like, there's this great YouTube video of two millennials, young millennials, being handed a uh, a rotary phone. <laughs> yeah. and, and trying to figure out how to use it. Yeah. And it's so funny, man. Oh, man. It's just, uh, it's just think, interesting. You know, Jordan and I were talking about like this, this idea, like, I, you know, I love movies, entertainment and like everything. A lot of what I learned was from movies. You'd think that these kids would have at least seen, but then it's like, you know, I, I guess what movie would they have been using a rotary phone in that yeah. wasn't necessarily black and white or Dial in anything like her. that? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. So yeah. it's like, yeah. God, I, my home phone number was eight, 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 nine, one, two. When yeah. I lived in the city. And so on a rotary phone, that sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. the worst. Go around the horn for yeah. each. It took forever. I just yes. remember my dad being really serious when I was a kid and taking me aside when there was a rotary phone somewhere we were at. I don't remember where it was, but and showing me how to use it. He's like, look, if you're ever in an emergency and this is the only phone you have, this is how you dial 911. <laughs> he was showing it to me. Because uh, th- those they were kind of, you know, they were definitely phased out by the time I was around, but it was like they were still around. <laughs> Son, if you're ever stuck in Mayberry, yeah. you need yeah. to call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But do you remember any number other than like your home, your old home phone number? Do you remember any numbers now? Uh, no. no, no, I'm a total <laughs> idiot. My, I can't even, I don't even, if it, if my phone doesn't tell me to do it, I don't do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. true, yeah. I, I only do what my phone tells me to do now. Yeah. I'm a total idiot. There was like a old star Trek next generation episode where it was this race of, of beings that didn't know how to do their technology anymore. And all they could say was like, make it go. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, just show me what to do. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, that's great. Gosh, I'm, I'm, it's funny too. Like I've got, like, it's weird. My dad is one of those guys that's, you know, he's 60 now, but he doesn't ever use a computer for the last 
10 years, he's only ever what? used a smartphone. He's like, I don't need a computer anymore. So he's like kind of like ahead of the, the curve that way. Right. But if he has to sit at a computer now, he's like, he's completely blind. He doesn't know what to do, which is a weird thing, I think. So wait, so he just uses his smartphone? Yeah, that's Most- it. He's like, uh-huh. if, if yeah. you send him a website or anything that, or he has to do something that you can't do on a smartphone, which is kind of rare to do now, but for a little while it was like that. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, if I can't do it on my phone, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> wow. So he's like a Gen Zer. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's like my kids. Pretty much. My kids, they have laptops and they like, they're like, eh, <laughs> they barely use them. It's too I just, heavy. I prefer yeah. a laptop. I'm I'm starting to be like an old guy with my phone where I like I just if some if somebody's like having a conversation with me on my cell phone, I'll get I still call it a cell phone. I'll get on my computer <laughs> on that iMessage thing on Mac, on the Mac me and too, prefer man. to just type that way. <laughs> well, my fingers are big and it's hard it's just hard for me to do the the mm, texting yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Well, do you <laughs> so- use an old guy thing to say. <laughs> do you use both your uh your thumbs no. or no okay no. i do the predictive and then i'm also i'm, I'm a new uh i'm doing the swishing thing you know where you can swipe uh, yeah, around yeah. oh yeah that's like pretty that. cool i never got the hang of that it, i feel like you, it's if you force yourself it, it works yeah but you just gotta trust you're trusting in the in the phone yeah you just gotta trust the phone <laughs> well that was like the old t9 uh, predictive thing like i remember having to explain it to some people where you just gotta you just gotta do it keep doing it type it as if you're typing it and it'll just figure it out and then yeah. it was that was a that was a really weird way to text but yeah, but if you look down and it's moving stuff around, it's yeah. so freaky deaky that you're, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get thrown off. But still, like with all the technology, sometimes when I sign my name at the end of my email, it still predicts the word Korean instead of Jordan. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all just like, we're, we're all just slaves to the predictive text. Now. Exactly. Gosh, that's crazy. Well, during, during this... Uh, this podcast is there anything that 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 has stuck out of some of the stuff that you've learned about this younger generation that you didn't know before that surprised you well i mean overall i feel like they get a really bad uh a bad rap yeah i think I, I think millennials, older generations are always tough on the younger generation. Yeah. They always think the younger generations are losers. I mean, Gen X is pro- – my generation is probably the biggest loser generation <laughs> of all time. I mean, we were known for not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, we were called slackers and – uh oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. What do I do? Okay. <laughs> the phone. The phone's calling the shots. Just, oh. just as it should. Oh, gee, I'm turning on my do not disturb. Uh, but oh, now it's asking me if I want to add that person to our call, and I'm like, no, I do not. The more, the merrier. Uh, yeah. uh, anyway, I just feel like they get a really terrible rap. I feel like, I feel like millennials are. They amaze me in their ability to know how to do so many technologically, it just comes so natural to them. Yeah. You know, that just the ability to, and like all of them can edit. Can yeah. You, can mm-hmm. you guys both edit? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, that's amazing. I mean, just growing up to, cause you know, when I learned to edit, it was videotape, yeah. you know, it's no, it was linear editing on videotape and it was a fucking nightmare. Oh, I, sorry. I started off that way though. Like Donovan's a little bit younger, but I was on the tail end of that. I had to learn that way. Tough, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I remember like you'd roll one and then you'd hit record and then you'd stop. You know? yeah. Oh my God. It was so I'm just blown away by I I don't know it's like Chase I always say that she just gets they just get, and they got screwed I feel like the millennials really got screwed by the Gen X and and mainly the uh, uh, the boomers with uh, with you know the re- the recession and the and the and the and the and the and the college the tuition bills are just ridiculous yeah. <laughs> just bad. stupid. I mean, I'm basically at the point now where I don't think people should go to college yeah. anymore. I kind of that way, too. <laughs> it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it, especially since you guys are so good at learning things on, you know, through on YouTube anyway. What's the point yeah. except for your social skills? And that's another thing. Like millennials get they get criticized for their social skills. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really see that. And I feel like that's propaganda. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't I, know. I, Chase hates me. I always, I always crack Chase up by calling. I always call her just because yeah. I feel like her, <laughs> you know, her ex partner should always make phone calls <laughs> from a rotary telephone with the, you know, Chase. The old, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. She's so communicative. And I mean, she's just, she's a remarkable person anyway. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. I, I think that's a good point about like the, you know, the older generation always being a little bit harder on the younger generation. Like I was even out for a walk with my little brother who's, you know, he's on the tail end of millennials. So he's like 20, 1920. And, uh, anyways, he saw, you know, we, we saw these, uh, this group of, uh, you know, teenage girls making like TikToks. Right. over in the park or something. Right. And I, I kind of joked, I was like, Oh, the TikTokers are out, you know, it's that time of day. And, uh, he was like, he, he, you know, he was kind of getting on TikTok's case. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I understand. Like, I understand the frustration with TikTok. That it's like super, you know, self-gratifying entertainment. Like if you're just scrolling through TikTok all day, yeah. like you, you might have a problem, but <laughs> I, you know, I said to him, well, at least they're out doing something you know like i was worried that, like none of the neighborhood kids were actually getting out and like playing anymore doing anything like that and i was like well here they are they're out in a park yeah. you know nice like natural setting and they're you're, you're they're actually physically like trying to you know coordinate these things and stuff so anyways it, it is you have to look for the positive in some of these things and, and kind of take the bitter with the better as it right. is right and and it could because the 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 underlying fact is it none of this is going away yeah it, it, the genie's out of the bottle where this is just gonna i mean your dad is gonna give up the phone soon because he's gonna have a chip in his head you know <laughs> that, so <laughs> you know we're all gonna be online all the time yeah. you know and like i'll be talking to you guys and there'll be like a you know a red you know readout in my that only i can see telling me your names and your facebook <laughs> 
profile or whatever the fuck Facebook Facebook will be, you know, and where you went to call it. Like we're, you know, it it ain't going back. It's just all going towards Terminator vision. That's, (laughs) that's what it's going to be in the future. AI. And then they kill us and that's it. (laughs) That's what Elon Musk was talking about a couple weeks ago about all the the chip stuff they're working on. Some of it's really cool where it's like, they're talking about being able to like, basically like rehabilitate people that ha- that have disabilities and stuff with yeah, like brain that, chips and stuff like that's yeah, super that's cool. cool yeah but then i don't know some of the other stuff freaks me out oh i'm first in line <laughs> i'm like when the chips are out i like do it drill a hole in my head and drop that sucker in there i mean you know i'm just like get put me in put me in and everybody's like oh your personal you know stuff i'm like take it take it people <laughs> People can find out anything anyway. It's, it's all true. over it's personal. I remember stuff. there used to be a, it was an onion uh, news thing, a video where they did this news story where how no one in the future would be able to become president. And of course this was like back in 2013 <laughs> and they would like go through everybody's Facebook profiles and like, well, she called so-and-so whatever. And that's it. She can never be president. And like, now it's like, it's, it doesn't seem to matter anymore. Yeah. That's well, that I think that's, I mean, you know, it's really unfortunate time right now. There's so much of, the, of that, but I feel like I'm hopeful that in the end it'll all wash out and then it, it maybe will end up being a more tolerant just because you'll um, see that everybody is, is, is an what? idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let he, let he throw the first stone who has not tweeted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're all idiots. I'm always uh, terrified if I'm working on a new project, what'll show up on my old, my Twitter uh, from college. I'm like, geez. I I do not. I never Googled myself and I will never, ever do it. I just, <laughs> I can't handle it. I cannot. I, my, uh, my manager asked me to go on IMDb uh, to, I can't remember what, but I had to do it, I guess, to change a picture or something. Yeah. So he gave yeah. me the instructions. I went on IMDb and I didn't know that IMDb now has comments at the bottom. Oh, really? So you go on IMDb. So I go on my own page <laughs> and the top comment says, not funny, bad actor. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I just like, fuck. It's like a, oh, like a 12 gauge to the ego right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just, I didn't even want to be here. <laughs> oh man! See this. Oh jeez. Yeah, I could imagine like that. That would be that would be a blow. I I try not to try to not to check comments, but a lot of the time you just end up, like you said, kind of stumbling upon it, especially when you're putting out so much com- content. And as performers and actors and stuff, you you might see like 2000 likes and then like one dislike and you're like, huh, I wonder why that person clicked that thumbs down. (laughs) I know on our podcast, Chase and I've been saying, please comment and review, but only good. (laughs) We don't want any any advice or constructive criticism. Nothing. What you should do is read the bad ones. We start, we did that a couple of times when we got bad reviews and turns out at least one of them still listened to the show and like thought that it was funny that we read the read the bad review and then he changed his review <laughs> we we converted him yeah. oh, we, you know great. kill him with kindness yeah. Yeah. that's great yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good times um you guys, 
Good podcast. But you that, really did. Oh, thanks, <laughs> man. I appreciate that. Yours too. I mean, I'm, I'm loving this. My, my wife and I have been listening to them in the car, and it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a great time for podcasts, that's for sure. I mean, that's like one of the things that I think has really been a saving grace for me and kind of keeping, keeping me yeah, I don't want to say calm because it's not like people are running around with their hair on fire or anything like that. But ultimately, uh, you know, it's 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 a really nice thing to kind of dive in and, and catch some of the content that I've been missing uh, lately. Totally. Yeah. It, yeah. And I think that's been I've been reading. my. <laughs> I'm so old. I've been reading a ton on <laughs> Kindle, man. I've been like burning through books that I, you know, I never thought I would read just cause I just have, you have more time yeah. without driving. It's oh, yeah. Yeah. how much time you have. Yeah. Anything good that you've read lately? Anything so that stands out? That book, uh, Sapiens. Have you read that book? It's no, been around. I've heard of it. it it's, I, yeah. It's like the history of mankind, but is it, it did did Carl Sagan write that or? No, but oh God, it's over here somewhere. But um, it, it, it do you remember that book? Uh, oh, germs, steel, and yes. guns. Oh yeah, yeah. it's sort yeah. of like that. So okay. it's it's history, but it's written in a way that idiots like me can sort of <laughs> digest it. And uh, I love it. I really love it. So do you do you read real books or do you read on your Kindle mostly? I Kindle and now I've even gone to my phone. I'm like your dad. Now I'm on my <laughs> phone. I'm only I I used to be I was the guy who like I'm only paper books. How could you ever read on a Kindle? And then <laughs> yeah. somebody gave me a Kindle and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and now I'm just like I have a Kindle app on my phone. I don't even know how I transferred from the Kindle to the phone, but now I'm fully phone. That's crazy. Yeah. I've, I kind of separated it off. I do audio books and then I'll do some stuff on like more like entertainment based books on either paper or Kindle. And then I'll do all of like stuff. That's more like, I don't know, informational self-improvement kind of that kind of, you know, educational stuff on audio book now. Uh, <laughs> I know it's, it just makes it easier to absorb it. Yeah. For me it does, but yeah. I don't know. People think it's cheating, but then I just, I end up reading more books that way. I mean, yeah. no. cheating. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it doesn't a- count. If you listen to the book, it's like, but I've also listened to 20 books this year. <laughs> well, you've been reading sounds, the same one for two years. Right. Sounds like a boomer mentality. <laughs> you ask me. It doesn't count. No. I love it. <laughs> On the big scoreboard, that, yeah. you're not getting credit for that book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. There, there was a really great uh, thing. I don't know if you remember the show Catfish, but there was the guy uh, that was the filmmaker on that show. He's yeah. got a YouTube channel and does some great like little documentary pieces. And he did this whole thing on books and how to read more books. And it was super fascinating little documentary, like a 30 minute thing. And, uh, he talked a lot about audio books on there. So that's what got me thinking of doing did that. Did he talk about speed reading at all? He did. He interviewed the guy that like invented it. And, does uh, does speed reading work? It does. It does. But they I've say like the comprehension it. isn't as good, but it's fine for like getting, you know, the macro kind of ideas yeah. out of something. Uh, but even the speed reading guys, like if you want to enjoy something, just read it like you speak. <laughs> right. I'm that's who uh, I'm. I'm I would not call myself a fast reader, but I read a ton. I read more than anybody I 
no. You know, they're all like freaked out. John, you, I mean, I don't know why it's like an obsessive thing. It's like, that's awesome. I'll read read the back of a shampoo bottle. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'll do. If there's nothing in the bathroom to do, I'm like, what can I read here? on (laughs) Anything to take me out of this pain. That is the now of my reality. (laughs) Any any form of escape. Just fill in the gaps. (laughs) Chemical names on a shampoo bottle. <laughs> anything to, to avoid any sort of introspection or self <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's uh but you must be then filling up a lot of space this <laughs> during this oh. time. I yeah, it's the worst. I mean, I uh yeah. I mean, I'm a I've been sober for 24 years. Oh, well, congratulations. So, That's awesome. Well, man. thanks. I you know, I'd love to take credit for it, but uh, I really can't. <laughs> But, uh, but so all of that obsession that went into partying and, and, and using now is still there. I mean, it's, you know, it, it just, I just don't allow it to, you know, I just don't allow it to express itself yeah. through me throwing up on people at bar, <laughs> uh, but it's still there. So now it just gets transferred into other, you know, weird behaviors like routine or, or your your work, your comedy, and your your, yeah. your pitches yeah. and all that stuff. That's you have a creative. I love video games. Yeah, <laughs> anything. It, all it just. My friend always said, like you know, just because you quit drinking, it's like squeezing the balloon, but the balloon pops out in other places now. You know, <laughs> yeah. like food or gambling or sex or whatever. Uh, mine doesn't. I do gamble, but not that much. For some reason, that doesn't trigger me. Yeah. Uh, and. The food I'm okay with and the sex I'm okay with, but, but like video games, reading, yeah. um, yeah, work, workaholism for sure. That'll do. <laughs> do you have a routine that you kind of stick to as far as your creative, like, especially during this time where you've had to stay in and, you know, kind of things get a little stir crazy. Do you have a creative routine that you kind of go through to, to have some output in terms of work? Not really. I try to meditate. I've been, you know, trying to meditate for 20 years now and, uh, (laughs) unsuccessfully. Uh, and then, uh, and then I, you know, I do this, a shrink I had a long time ago got me into, um, like this, you know, concept of chiseling away at things rather than just taking one thing and running with it, you know, And, and that's a hard uh, thing to do, you know, and it's, it's hard to kind of train yourself to do that and make a new groove in your brain to sort of, you know, attack a bunch of things a little at a time rather than obsessing on one big thing. And, and so I've, I've, I've gotten a lot, but that that's like been the biggest gift is I've been able to like, I'll do this for 20 minutes and this for 20 minutes and this for 20 minutes. And it's weird but it really helps, man. It really helps just in terms of like putting too many, you know, eggs in a basket. It really helps to kind of spread myself out a little bit. Yeah. It can go overboard, but um, that that helps a lot because, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I can focus on anything for 30 minutes. You know, you can put needles in my eyes. for <laughs> Well, maybe not, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And because uh, if I know it's going to be over in 30 minutes, you know, I'll just. But, you know, if you if you focus on a screenplay for 30 minutes every day. Yeah, you get you get a screenplay pretty yeah. soon, you know, yeah. 
That's sure. kind of one of the things that I, I've been reading uh, Stephen Pressfield's War of Art recently, and uh, that's kind of his philosophy is that he he's basically like, listen, it, you know, if you're if you really devoted to this, it's going to take some time, yeah, you know, and you just need to be patient and sort of work work at it and and yeah. treat it treat it with a professional attitude is is kind of what you're saying, you know, yeah. it's like don't don't get all caught up in in the idea of what you are, just do it, you know, right. and then eventually you'll get you'll get right. better at it. I you know, it's so funny cuz like I uh I I I a lot of people younger people come to me for advice about writing or the entertainment biz and uh one thing they get caught up on a lot that I did too early on was like, "Oh, I got to protect my art." Because somebody could steal my idea or steal yeah. my screenplay, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 oh, oh my God. And then if they get an offer, there's the contract, you know, and they freak out over the contract. Oh my God, I'm going to get screwed on the contract, you know? And it's like, and you just want to be able to say to them, yes, yes, you're going to get screwed because you're new. That's yeah. the way it is. But you know, you're, then you're going to have your next thing and you're going to be screwed again, but less screwed. And, (laughs) you know, and to give up this notion of trying to protect yourself, you know, because people get bogged down on that. They really get bogged down on that, you know, like they won't show people their work because they're afraid of getting ripped off. And it's like, Mm -hmm. listen, at some point, it's not the screenplay. It's your brain that made up the screenplay. That's yeah. the valuable thing. And and you'll come up with another screenplay. Uh, and if you only had one screenplay in you from the beginning, then, you know, I got news for you. It's, <laughs> it, it, this isn't going to end well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah like, I, I always get frustrated. We're like, if I'm talking with some friends about an idea and they're like, well, that or that's already been done in X or whatever. And they're and right. I'm like, but like, so, so many other things, a bit like there's, right. there's nothing's original, but like, uh, this is a different spin on it or whatever. Like right. who cares if somebody else has done it before? And everything's been done before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's all yeah. archetypal. It, it'll always happen when you're about to get a pitch ready there'll be something in the trades where somebody sold a pitch that's generally like your idea. And you're like, fuck. And I've shifted from being like, Oh no, to, you know what? That's a good sign because that means the idea is marketable. It means we're on, we're in the, you know, gestalt, uh, of, of, of it all. And, and, you know, just move forward and you never, you just never know the stuff I thought for sure would sell and didn't sell the stuff I was shocked by. So, you know, it's like, who knows? Yeah, yeah. man. I good uh, advice. I still, uh, I'm still a big fan of uh, the uh, the uh, quick draw on <laughs> quick draw. Oh, on yeah. Hulu. Oh, um, me too. But like that's I, an example of something. Like if somebody said, "Oh, it's a comedy set in the Wild West," You're like, "Oh, like Blazing Saddles" or whatever. But it's not at all like <laughs> like it's not at all like that. You guys have your own spin on there, and the improv on there is hilarious. And I don't know, it's yeah. just a classic. We're still. That show, it's amazing. That show, because of, you know, now with streaming, you know, you make a show and it stays on forever. Yeah. And so anybody who has Hulu can watch Quick Draw. And I still get reports from the inside. You know, they don't like to release their numbers, but I still get reports from people on the inside that Quick Draw is still one of their most viewed comedies. Really? Oh, that's and, awesome. And it's so cool to get. And I get fans all the time who just discovered it the first time, you know, which yeah. is so. It's so great. It's such yeah. a 
part of streaming. You know, that stuff lives forever now. Yeah, for sure. You guys were early on the Hulu content side, though, right? Because there wasn't uh, much that there was point. a little bit we weren't the first but we were yeah we were early on we were the first fully union show on hulu which oh, says wow. a lot you know, we were the first yeah they were and they i remember at the time they were like well you know with the digital contracts we can get out of and we were like listen man we just we feel a lot better about doing it fully union we always have worked union um you know we're just that's who we are and uh and all the people we like to use are all union. So we wouldn't be able to use the crew that we want to use. And, yeah. uh, and so they were like, well, it's impossible. And it, you know, it, it was, it was fairly easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the teamsters are tough. Yeah. The teamsters are always tough, but, uh, you don't want to mess with the teamsters anyway. So, yeah, um, sir, no. actors union <laughs> seems like they have a little less teeth though. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> It's hard to take. It's like our friend Zach was on the other day. It's like it's hard to take someone uh, seriously or threatening if they just had avocado toast. <laughs> like that's kind I, know. Of like, I know Zach rolls on on a lot. They have done some stuff, but yeah, yeah not. Yeah, it's it's run by actors. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember. Uh, my brother was he was a child actor, and there was one point where he went through a period where he didn't do, he didn't act in anything. Cause he's like went through pure puberty. It was an awkward time, whatever. And so there was a gap of like seven years where he didn't work at all. And then he got a gig on uh, an ABC show. And then they like immediately like nabbed him with all these back dues he hadn't paid in years. <laughs> he's like, Dude, no. I owe like four grand in like dues. No. Yeah, and he had to pay it before the before the first day on set. Otherwise, he couldn't act on the show. And I'm like, oh. sometimes I'm like, oh man, that kind of stuff. Like that doesn't help anybody. I mean, <laughs> but at least yeah. put him on a payment plan or something if you have to do it that way. Right. Oh, <laughs> so they just took his first check and yeah. it just went right to his. Pretty much, yeah. Well, he probably got health insurance, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> at least, yeah, that's good. That's a good way of looking at it. It's a good time. So, do you? Uh, what, do you have anything you're working on now? I mean, this. You got any pitches going? Or yeah, I got know? three. Always, always yeah. stuff on the conveyor belt, man. I, uh, I have a pitch. Weirdly, I have um, two projects that I'm kind of. Um, like uh, the consulting executive producer. So I'm like oh, cool. the guy where in the room where everybody's like, what does he do? I don't know. I'm trying <laughs> at slime ball, yeah. you know, and I've been trying to be the slime ball for the guy who doesn't have to do anything, but gets paid anyway forever. <laughs> and I think I'm close. I'm close. On, uh, <laughs> you know, one Hashtag is goals. Uh, oh God. One of them is a, um, a single camera comedy uh, that's just hilarious. It's a young a woman writer who um, I've known uh, for a long time, and I read it. And I so I she didn't have you know a ton of credits and and didn't have an agent at first. Now she does, and uh, I just kind of helped her get it set up so that she can pitch it. And we have our first pitch to HBO Max today. That's uh, awesome. In an hour. And so that's awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled about, it. I think it'll sell. I really do. Um, and then, uh, the other one is a reality show 
that I, I mean, I've never, I have known nothing about reality television. Yeah. Uh, so I hosted a reality TV show called I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. But that, <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, but that's like my beginning and end knowledge on reality. But, um, yeah, this guy, uh, who's a big quick draw fan. We met through quick draw. He sells international film rights, uh, TV rights. And he, he was approaching me about selling quick draw internationally. And we got to be friends that way. He brought me this format from South Africa. And I knew enough to know that, you know, Oh, a, an existing format that's already successful. That's a good thing. And so I took it to another friend who I knew was, was big. And, and, um, now we were, you know, so we're about to take that out. Uh, weirdly to HBO max as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, and then I'm right. you know, I have my own, uh, you know, comedy writing stuff that I'm doing yeah. and I, I perform live now. I do a lot of lot. I did before the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so how now, does, do you, are, are you experimenting at all with doing like performances on streaming performances or anything like that this time? Yeah. Yeah, I I was approached about it, and um, the the performance that I do is uh, it's it's called Addiction One Hundred and One, a comedic lecture, and it's like it's this it's really a, an excuse for me to tell my story, uh, which has some great crazy uh, stories about my days of partying and then getting sober and getting locked up in jail on LSD and you know all this stuff, <laughs> but. It's done through a lecture format, and I actually bring in science and some examples of sociology examples, and uh, I wear a tie and I stand at a lectern. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a college lecture. Okay, but cool. it's you know, so is it on YouTube? It, the, yeah, there's some. I think I've seen some of it. Yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's great. People like it. It's 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 um. So I do a lot of colleges and and stuff like that. Um and conferences and things they bring and, and occasionally theaters. Um, but the, uh, but yeah, it seems like it might be good, you know, for the zoom thing. And like, yeah, just it'd be funny, like to share, do a screen share with like, you know, <laughs> examples from some textbook or, you know, so yeah. it could be funny. Yeah. It could be like a, like an online class. I'd That'd like be to, great. I mean, yeah. you could, re- and you could really make fun of like so much of like, the right. on, like, yeah. like even zoom bombing to a certain extent. Yes. Like if you've heard about that, oh, like you yeah. could set I up like stuff. Yeah. That's it was amazing. Yeah. That'd be I, hilarious. I am pro zoom bombing. <laughs> Holy shit. It's so intense. Have yeah. you, you guys have, have been a part of one? I haven't have you, seen no, one. no, no, we haven't been a part of one, but we've okay. heard all I was that. on a, a zoom a call that was like a hundred people. It was enormous. And all of a sudden it, you know, was hacked and they took over the screen and posted like hardcore gay porn. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I mean, like, listen, I've seen a lot, you know, but, and, but man, this was like, whoa, whoa. Uh, like, at least with street porn, at least we try to, you know, there's a, there's a nod <laughs> to be sort of tender, you know, yeah. for sex. no, no, none <laughs> to it. And, oh, man. Uh, oh, man. People were freaking out. You would have thought a terrorist attack had happened. <laughs> people were really angry and really uh, disturbed and really upset about it. And I, 
I don't know. I was just like, I just enjoyed the car accident. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. This is, I've never seen anything like this. That's crazy. Mor- I didn't know that, that was happening. I, I, this is news to me. So well, maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm a little out of the loop here. <laughs> I think the, I think the moral of that story is that if you must zoom bomb, include a trigger warning beforehand, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> warning graphic images about to occur. <laughs> it you know? shocked the hell out of me. And it takes your brain a minute to process what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at first you're like, wait, is this part of it? No, of course this isn't part of it. Like, it's just, it's so, it, oh, it reminds me of uh, surprise birthday parties. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> which I feel that surprise birthday parties are uh, are torturous to the person being surprised. Yeah. Like, the yeah. way, because it, there's nothing pleasant about, if you're truly surprised, you know, about everyone you know sort of all of a sudden out of nowhere looking at you and and expecting you to do or and everybody's just like there's that moment where you're like you're supposed to perform or it's talk. An ambush. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically an ambush. Yeah. It, it's just it's horrible, I think. I think it's a terrible feeling to be the person surprised. You well, know? Donovan was took party in oh surprising yeah. me. My wife organized one. <laughs> I remember. And, um, I'm I'm kind of an introvert. Like I'm I'm fine with you know certain people and stuff, but a big crowd is not a lot of fun for me. Whoa. And I just remember like pure panic. Oh my gosh, there's like 20 <laughs> people here, and I've got to talk to all of them, and it was just terrible. They all want to talk to you, like yeah. it's, and you have to work your ass off. It's like your wedding all over again. Yeah, and you're not prepared for it. And yeah, you're not it's like prepared. yeah, like that's the that's the beauty. Uh, of and it. they're all laughing at you because you're not prepared. <laughs> like ha ah, ha, we got you. <laughs> you know, it's like, and and they're the people who love you the most. I know. <laughs> I think the only I think the only thing worse than a surprise birthday party might be like a surprise intervention kind of thing. Like yes. where you know, everybody's <laughs> hiding behind furniture and surprise. Right. I'm going to put this in my lecture. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. That is, You're absolutely right. It's the only thing worse is the intervention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I never really, they never had an intervention on me. And I mean, people, I had close friends say, John, you have a problem, you know, yeah. And I had friends say, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Oh, man. (laughs) To which I was just like, oh, screw them. Yeah. You know, they're no fun. Is the intervention Uh, kind of thought of as like an outdated kind of thing now these days in terms of like psychology? And I don't know if it's kind of a. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, my my sort of anecdotal take on interventions is they don't really work. I mean, mm-hmm. they, that, that, that I haven't seen, I haven't heard of a lot of successful ones. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, that's just, that's based on nothing. <laughs> well, I think to your point, like the better version of that is like, is a, is a true friend just being straight with you, just being honest with you and just being like, Hey man, like, you know, yeah, like you said, like, just, just, you know, and at that point, it's like, if you want to take it, you can take it. Otherwise, it's like, you know, that's just it's that's just real friendship. So, yeah. 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 You know, you you tell them with love and then you just hope that somehow they nobody. I don't think nobody I know got sober until they were ready to get sober. Yeah, that's I think that's nobody the, got sober for somebody else and stayed sober that yeah. I know. It just doesn't seem to. We're too self-obsessed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, we had—I have a, some family members that have had some issues, and like for years, 
like we were just always like, well, how do we help this person? Like we like we love them and care about them, and eventually, like they it took a decade, but they came around and completely changed changed their lives and stuff. And it's like it only happened because they wanted to. Like that's just the reality of it. Just got to survive it, you know. Yeah. Most don't. I mean, a lot don't, especially yeah. with the opiate crisis. Just yeah, so many yeah. don't survive it. But uh, yeah, if you survive it. Then it can be an amazing, you know, thing. It can be a, almost a, a gift. In a, I hate to call it that, but in a weird way, it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, there's. I mean, there are definitely parts of my life that I'm glad. I'm glad I got to live two lives. You know, yeah. I definitely got to live two completely different sort of lives. And I think as an artist, that's helped me a lot. You know. Yeah. Well, of course, now is you got a whole lecture series based. Yeah, yeah, seriously. A true artist, it's like I'm just gonna use this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to rewatching those on YouTube though, and uh, and also seeing where you go with the the live stream aspect of it because I, I really yeah. do think that just sounds like it could be awesome. No, if I, I mean, it's so funny that you brought it up because yeah, I was just talking it. to my my buddy from high school who I collaborate on the comedic lectures. I've done a few of them over my career. Yeah. I did them. I did them off Broadway uh, years ago. And, um, so he's been the director and kind of co-writer with me on it, on doing it. And he's nice. a PhD. So he's the perfect guy. And he's the <laughs> funniest person I know. And, you know, and, uh, he just, we were just talking about it like a day or two ago. So I've been thinking about it. Yeah. You should. Yeah, well, what I'd like to see is like almost like, uh, Almost like a, a pr- almost like a prank version of it, where you set up a live stream lecture. Maybe you advertise it on Facebook or or Craigslist or some I don't know someplace where it's like some sort of like self improvement seminar, like all the gurus are doing oh, on Instagram, <laughs> and then have everyone log on and just record all their <laughs> their reactions to it. It's funny. My partner Nancy and I years ago did a thing of how to sell a TV show in ninety days or die trying, where we said. We're going to take you through coming up with a TV show, pitching it. And if we don't sell it in 90 days from the concept uh, origination, we're going to commit suicide. <laughs> and, and, and then we talked about how neither of us had the guts to commit suicide, except maybe I, as a recovering alcoholic, had more guts to do it. <laughs> so we decided oh, that we kill Nancy and then kill myself. And, <laughs> And we didn't do it, but like we didn't sell it in time. We but we sold the pitch at like ninety seven days or something like oh, that wow. <laughs> to NBC. It never made it to pilot. We just sold the you know we just wrote a script. Yeah, but it's so funny because the whole thing was a gag and a yeah. joke, and it's still on on YouTube. And people, I'll still get comments on it where people are like, "This is not helpful at all." <laughs> you didn't learn anything about it you know and it's like well yeah my my uh my good friend marshall who uh we were in a improv and sketch troupe in austin together um and we when he moved out to la back in 2003 or so it was really popular on youtube for these like online filmmaker gurus like showing you like indie film hacks and you know yeah. how to build your own you know uh, production gear and how to save money on produ- and all this stuff so we created a series that was like a parody of those and um, people didn't like realize and the comments were like this would never work this this footage looks like crap all this stuff <laughs> and, but we created it was him my wife and I we created this like weird 
like love triangle throughout the episodes, oh, like this story oh, that kept going on. <laughs> oh, is that still on? Yeah, it's called Makeshift what? Movie Makers. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to check that out. I love that kind of stuff where it's like a meta, uh, you know, the, the, the emotional part of it, the players, that's such a great idea. That's such a great idea. Like, yeah, people still leave comments on there. Like we would do stuff like, uh, show you how to make your own dolly with like stuff you could buy at home Depot or whatever. And so we would build these ridiculous builds that would, Maybe they might work in theory, but then we would shoot like this test footage showing like what it would look like. But the test footage was just we'd use all our own gear. <laughs> and didn't you, like, use, look you use like didn't you use like peanut butter as glue at one point or yeah, something like, like that? Yeah, like as a lubricant on, on something. It was just like dumb stuff like so, that. So pretty silly. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I love that kind of that kind of you know uh, that prank kind of stuff. Where the jokes so also on the audience, but I don't know. <laughs> Good times, <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, it sounds like you got a pitch to go to here very shortly. <laughs> yeah. But if people, yeah, I do. <laughs> In about twenty minutes, we'll do the little pre-pitch thing, and then okay. uh, we'll go do it. Oh, come on, baby! Good come luck, on, man. Some new pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you luck on that. I want to see more more stuff from John Lear. Um, yeah. If people want Thanks. to find you, man, where can they go? Uh, the best place is my website, johnlear.com. So it's J-O-H-N-L-E-H-R. And then, you know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on all the social medias. Okay, all of them. <laughs> I'm on the Instagram. I'm trying to talk like an old dude. I'm on the Insta. <laughs> the I'm on Insta. the I- I called it IG the other day and my daughter just about threw up. Oh no. She was like, dad, don't ever. I go, I'm calling it Ig now. Ig. I don't (laughs) just. You gotta get that catch on. I, I, you may be ahead of the curve on that one. The zoomers might actually get that going. (laughs) I gotta get on my Ig. Yeah. Gotta check my Ig. This part of the show is brought to you by Phoenix Shaving, makers of the most excellent aftershaves, shaving soaps, and all things traditional man. One of my favorite products of theirs are their aftershaves. Phoenix Shaving intentionally blurs the lines between traditional aftershave and classic cologne. Each batch of aftershave cologne is created by using traditional perfuming methods, giving the wearer a high dose of quality skin food matched by the staying power of berry white. Now I tell you this stuff is amazing. It'll it'll make your skin feel great after a shave and the alum and menthol just removes all irritation and razor bumps. Um, they have classic barber scents and even more creative soap and aftershave fragrances. Like my favorite is the tombstone scent. It smells like leather, tobacco, and gunpowder. Pretty unique. So ditch those vials of chemicals you buy at the drugstore every month and grab some artisan soap and aftershaves from Phoenix Shaving. Go to GentlemanScofflaw.com slash shave to help support the show and get some fantastic manly grooming products. Phoenix Shaving. Shaving outside the box. All right. Um, Great guest as usual. Uh, Always love talking to John. Um, if you haven't just boosts my spirit every time, you should definitely check out his podcast. Lacey and I have been listening to it, uh, in the car and, uh, it's, 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 it's fun to listen to together. But also if you have Hulu, go back and watch quick draw. 
because it's a hilarious show and it's oh, on yeah. there. It's a if you're looking for something while, to watch while quarantined as things are slowly coming back to normal, go ahead and watch that because uh, it's a it's a good time. Yeah, you his character is hilarious yeah. on that. I love the Harvard gags. It's uh you know that that show Donovan was shot out at Paramount Ranch on the same property where we shot that one uh, that one Easter oh, themed yeah. video a few years ago. It's that whole yeah, I mean, you know, same place. Ironically, I bet I bet all that stuff's probably burned down now. Yeah, I think it did, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah. So anyway. <laughs> um that's that's a that's a yeah, nice, nice <laughs> cheerful let, note to let, end that end conversation. On that. <laughs> it's all burned now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> all it's all it's all burning down. Um if you want to follow us throughout the week, uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Gent Scofflaw. Also, if you want to support the show, go ahead and support us on Patreon. You can go to our website and click the support link, uh, gentlemanscofflaw.com, or just go to patreon.com slash gentscofflaw. Um, videos are uploaded there first um, before the rest of the general public gets it, so you can be a VIP and, uh, and, and, and get it uh, beforehand. Also, you can go ahead and get some merch. 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 <laughs> All right, uh, Donovan, you are a gentleman in a scoffle, my friend. And you are a rebel and a renaissance man. Oh, change it up on me. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, And all you fathers out there, we hope you have a happy Father's Day, and we'll see you next week. This has been the Gentleman Scofflaw Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Visit us on the interwebs at gentlemanscofflaw.com. Captain says, his ass on the river, we ain't getting home if we don't break through. So damn cold, I can't help but shiver. Rise and shine, we got work to do. Hey!